If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Colleen and I'm here with Jill and we are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Hey, Jill, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I am going to ask you a question. You might think I'm crazy. I don't. Did, did you? I always think you're crazy. Colleen. I know. I know. But I'm just curious because this this was part of my childhood. Did you have either a dollhouse, like a little miniature dollhouse, or did you have like a a Barbie, like the Barbie dream house or the townhouse, or did you ever have anything like that when you were a kid? Colleen, you've hit my my sore spot here because everyone else had one. Did I have the Barbie dream house? No, I didn't. Did I have to put away my Barbies every single night? Yes, because my mom was a clean freak and I had to put, I got them all out. I had to put them all away and get them all out and put them all away. My friends had, you know, homemade dollhouses. Barbie dream house was kind of the new thing when I was, I don't yeah. I, like it was expensive. Not many people had it, but some did. I, I did the townhouse. It had the elevator. What? Oh man, it was the bomb. But okay. Wow, great. Can be jealous of you. One more thing. Right. One That's more wonderful. thing. Yes, yeah, be jealous me. of. Right. The um. Actually, I was asking about. Uh, actually, what was popping into my head was actually like a, a dollhouse, like a homemade dollhouse, because mm-hmm. my grandfather was a uh, phenomenal woodworker, and he built dollhouses. And so my sister had this dollhouse. And so like part, like for most of her child, she still has it in her basement. She um, decorated that dollhouse. Like it was, you know, every single, and you can see like, if you, if you can picture a homemade dollhouse, so you see the profile, mm-hmm. you see every single room in that house and every single I oh, know my best friend had one. I can see it very clearly. It was very seventies <laughs> or shag carpet. It was wonderful. I didn't have it, but she did. Thanks Colleen. I hope we get to something here. <laughs> this is like when you ask me if I'm good at art or like how I feel about art. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. Thanks We're a even. lot, Jill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. So the concept here is if you think about, like, you can see that whole space, but you can see that every single space in that dollhouse has its own function, its own purpose, and it might look a little bit different And it. You know, it's, it's all for something different, but you could see it all at once, right? Are you with me? Okay. Yes, so I'm with you. So this concept 
And I know that uh, recently, um, in one of the recent episodes, we had been talking about flexible seating. And so, this, you know, I'm kind of like thinking that too, like we were talking about flexible seating. This idea is like a step bigger than that. So we're going to think a little bit bigger because I was recently talking with Danielle Coleman and Nicole Callahan, who are the principal and assistant principal at St. Cyril of Alexandria in Tucson, Arizona. And what, what they were doing, they invited me to come into a brainstorming session on designing learning environments for four different specific spaces. And they asked me to just, you know, come walk into the space and they kind of told me what they wanted the space to be. And then like I sat and sketched out like this area could be used for this and that and the other. And it's like, you, you see the whole space, but their dream for this space was they know that every time a classroom of kids comes in there, there's every, there are certain students that need something different, right? So in any given group of kids, there's going to be somebody who needs a quiet corner at some point. Somebody's going to need a place to stand or pace at some point. Someone is going to need a spot that is free from the glare of fluorescent light. Okay. Are, you're, you're, you're getting the idea, yes. right? Yes, absolutely. But, mm -hmm. in, but classrooms are these big, spaces that are, you know, a little industrial looking. So how, how do we do that? There's variability in every single group and how do we meet the needs of variability? Is this something that you've done in your school? Well, this is interesting because sometimes I'm caught up when I'm out visiting schools and I see other people's classrooms or my own experiences. Sometimes teachers get caught up in just the aesthetic, like just making it look uh, like it's on Pinterest or Instagram worthy. Mm. And so they find like the right things. So like there's a color scheme or whatever, mm. but in reality, it's all about how can the space function? function. And it's hard to see it yourself. Mm -hmm. it, when you're in your own classroom, it's really hard to tell. Yes. Like, cause you're teaching and there's stuff going on. Da, 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 da. But when you're watching someone else teach and you realize that some corners are clunky or can the students even reach the materials that they need to get to? Do they know what, do they know what they need to be able to, to reach and what other people need to be able to reach? Like it's, it's all very tricky to design and to live in all at the same time. So they, what they were thinking was, it, it, you know, it was kind of about transforming. So let me just tell you the four spaces that they're thinking about transforming. So it's design and transformation of the media center, the learning lab, the art room, and then one of the science rooms. And so they wanted me to come in just objectively because, you know, sometimes, again, like just to your point of, you know, teachers like to have a color scheme or they like to have a theme or they like to have, you know, this or that. They were like, no, 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 we want you to come in and just think about the function of the space. And they told me what they wanted the space to be used for and then asked me, what do we need and what would it look like? So... Flexible seating was. Do you hard wait? Time out. I got to tell yeah. you, Colleen. Go this reminds me about. Remember, remember when we did a training together in the diocese of Joliet, and we re we moved those chairs around about fourteen we, times before you. the day started. <laughs> We were there the night before and we like set up all the chairs and we thought this isn't going to work. We're doing this group work and that group group work and these groups are too big or too little. So I moved the chairs and I had a broken foot at the time, but we, we moved those right. chairs like three different uh -huh. complete ways. I do it every time, we do it, we but do it reminds me of what still. you do. Yeah. I do it every time mm -hmm. I give a presentation, unless it's like at a, at a giant conference where you can't really move right. the tables around. But, um, 
but I do it every time. But then I did this every summer. Like, you know, I wanted to know when are my floors done, right? You have to wait for the floors to be waxed before your class, you can get into your classroom. Yeah. So it's like August 1st. And I'm thinking, when can I get in my room? I Because I would have to stare at the space, look at my plan for the year and try to figure out the right way to put everything so that kids could get to what they needed. And some teachers are really good at this and some really yeah. struggle at trying to figure it out. Yeah. But like, but having Sorry, like, in, in, I loved the learning lab in the media center because they're larger than a typical classroom. So you really can mm -hmm. do, okay, that area over there is going to be for collaborative work and people are going to be able to plug in their laptops to a screen and they're going to be sit over there and, and work on something together over here. We're going to need really quiet space. So not only are we going to have like some, you know, uh, like carols or, you know, even like some floor seating or whatever. And we're going to have a box of noise canceling headphones so that people can really just be in their own zone. And over here, people, if they want to get out from the glare of the fluorescence, we're going to put some covers over the fluorescent lights in that area so that it's a little bit dimmer over there. Um, the fluorescent light really affects the brain differently. So, you know, sometimes you, you don't want to be under that light. So changing just even even the areas in the classroom so that students have space. I love classrooms that have like a, um, a counter space and it, like around the edge, one of the rooms like had a counter, a counter around the edge of it that was perfect for standing. I'm like, leave, leave that there. That can be standing space for students who need to stand and move while they're doing something. So like, I just, I loved the whole concept of it. And the fact that they're thinking about the individual needs of just acknowledging the variability in every group of students that's going to come into all of those rooms and trying to create a space where those kids are going to be able to learn best and have some autonomy and have some responsibility over making choices and being in the right space for themselves. It's, it's such a game changer and it was just absolutely an exhilarating conversation. So excited to work with them. Well, that's good advice, right? To say, okay, if you're not sure that you're using your space right, this is a great thing to go ask your principal, assistant principal, your trusted colleague, yeah. whoever, and just say, hey, come watch my classroom for five minutes. I don't know if I'm using the space right. Just see what my kids are doing and see, am I using every corner of this room uh, the best way? Right. Because it gives it gives your uh, observer some direction of what you're thinking about as a teacher, but also will give you some useful Ooh feedback. And that, and that is true, but like it, how, am, it, how am I using my space? Am I using it appropriately for everything? Like very exciting and what a fun project to do. So anyway, okay. So that's the bell. Thank you for the energy boost. We love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts. Teachers, please keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. See you next time.